With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Hawkeye fans, Rob Howe with Hawkeye Nation. Um, happy to be joined today by Patrick McCaffrey. Uh, redshirt freshman, I guess we call you now, at the University of <laughs> Iowa, now that the waiver finally came through. Uh, yeah. any, uh, any worry at all that that was going to get through? I mean, it seemed like it was just a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, the medical staff put together a really good case for me and uh, documented all of the people I saw and everything like that. So. Um, yeah, they, they had a really strong case, so I, I didn't think that I was going to have any pro- any problem going through. Prior relief, though? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Like, obviously, I wanted the year back, but uh, yeah, so I knew that, like, I, had, I knew I had a good case and that it was going to go through. I'm just looking at you, and I can tell that you look so much more healthy than you did during the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we yeah. start to get into things, just how are you feeling right now? I feel good. Yeah, um, up around 200 pounds, like a little over 200 pounds. So I uh, feel, feel as good as I ever have. Look bigger, look stronger. Uh, it's probably the best thing the quarantine was able to do. It helped me add on some, some extra weight. But, uh, yeah, no, I feel I feel really good. I feel athletic, powerful, you know, just, just ready to come in and, make, and contribute and make a difference next year. Awesome. That's great to hear. Um, let's go back to kind of when you had to address this. Um, you played, I believe, in two games last year and then mm-hmm. – couldn't go anymore. How much before that did you start to not feel uh, mm-hmm. strong? I guess that's the way we would put it, right? You're not, you're mm-hmm. just weren't strong enough. And yeah. kind of what were the signs? What were you feeling? Well, so I think like I came into the summer like like no red shirt wasn't on the table. Like I was gonna play. Like that was my that was my thought process. That was everybody's thought process that I was coming. I was coming in to play, make a difference. And then um, so I went out throughout the whole summer. End of the summer, like last, like like I think it was right when I got home, I got mono. So that kind of like set me back a, a, a lot, and I had I had like some complications with the mono, and it hit me pretty hard and lasted pretty long. Like I didn't have any serious serious effects for mono, but it just like kind of hurt my fatigue and everything like that. And so then like moving forward from the mono, like it just took me a while to pr- recover from it, like just like as, from a fatigue standpoint, because I already struggle with fatigue and things like that. So then once the, like, obviously that's one of the major effects of mono. So that kind of made it worse for me. Um, and, you know, just kind of like, cause 
I had never like I have gone like from like obviously I've been playing basketball year round ever since like high school really but like it was it was it was always different like it was kind of bouncing like from team to team and like I had like I'd have breaks and like stuff like that like it wasn't always the same thing so you know kind of like it was just kind of like we went from June till like through the whole season and it hit me pretty hard like kind of going for that long going like that like obviously probably more intense than anything that I was used to just the work yeah like it just kind of wore down my body a little bit differently and then obviously throwing the mono in there didn't help and you know just kind of transitioning through everything there was a lot of different variables that played into that when just from a timeline standpoint um when did when did you get mono when were you diagnosed with that like august okay it was kind of like we have like a little awkward like like two two and a half week break three week break where uh like in between summer workouts and school and that's when i got mono did you ever feel strong or or were, were you feeling the effects of that just pretty much until you shut it down um like obviously, and this was kind of this was kind of the case through the whole year. Like there was good days and bad days. Like there were days where I felt good and felt ready to go, and then there were days where I was like, "Whoa, like hold on, like not like today was a rough one." Like it was, it was, that was just kind of like that was kind of a theme throughout the whole year. Like there was just good. Like some days I'd feel good, and some days I wouldn't feel as good. So you know that was kind of a struggle that I worked really hard with the medical staff to kind of figure out, and that's why they never really felt comfortable, kind of putting me back in there because it was just like because like I didn't know like like you don't like I wake up feel completely different than I felt the day before it was just kind of yeah no it was definitely different but we kind of figured out how to manage that I guess you could say um for people who haven't gone through it what's it feel like I mean what what's you know what 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 is that roller coaster like and what, what are the symptoms really it's just like like i'm just extremely tired like like like, to the point where it's like i can't like i like just like my body kind of like i don't want to say shuts down but i can't really do anything except sleep like like i'll come back from practice and and pass out for like like two three hours like if unless like i literally have to force myself to wake up by like doing like homework or something but it's like if i don't have anything to do like i literally just come back from practice to sleep like my body just gets like exhausted to a point where i can't really like it just kind of shuts down and like I just kind of was either like at practice or in my bed like I just didn't really feel right for a long time and you know and then like just kind of wearing down like on the court like and obviously I was I was in no position really with my body the way that it was to be like like to be any less than 100% just because I was already giving up a lot of like a lot of physical advantages anyway so you know just if I'm not feeling good like that's something that was going to make it worse for me. So take us to, okay, we, we know there's a problem and we have to address it. And that's, you know, as your dad said, it's the nutritionists, it's strength and conditioning, all of that stuff. Tell us how you started to address it and kind of how, you know, it, the process to, to where you got to now. Hmm. Well, I've always really struggled with like, because cause I, I don't like missing stuff. Like I don't like sitting out. So I've always kind of struggled with like, telling people how I really like would feel because I, I wanted to play like yeah. my mom has my, my mom would say, say the same thing like kind of drives her nuts because like she'll ask me like Patrick are you feeling okay like are you good and I'll be like yeah like I'm fine like I've been saying the same thing ever since I started dealing with it in seventh grade like just like I'm good like I, I just wanted to play so I think like this year was the first time I've ever had some vulnerability I guess you could say in terms of like like admitting that like I would like that I probably should like take some time and kind of try to work with the medical staff better and figure out because like they always knew that there was like a problem 
but I was I was kind of like to be clear, I, I was I was pretty stubborn about it. Like I was I really wanted to play. So it it I think it was once we started playing games, like we had that stretch where we played like Lindsey Wilson, then SIUE, and then DePaul, like like within a week. So it was like it was kind of like that that kind of hit me pretty hard, and like I didn't really feel great. And you know, obviously, like the Paul game didn't go very well, so, and I didn't feel great about that. And I just my body just didn't feel where I wanted, it. like it didn't feel right, and I didn't feel like where I wanted it to be. So I was like, okay, well maybe like maybe I should try to sit and try to like work with people and try to figure that stuff out. That's eventually what I did, and then, yeah, and then just ended up, yeah, I never got back to where I wanted to be. So what's been done? What have you guys done in terms of how you eat and how you train and how you've been able to? get your strength back what, what's the what's the program that's helped you well first off a lot of appointments i'm seeing a lot of different people like i like i saw like it started off with like our team doctors and then obviously moved on to, like, to university doctors and then i even had some uh like i had i had a day during the season where we went up to mayo and i had like they did like a million tests they did a bunch of stuff i met with i met with two or three different doctors up there so you know i just met with like a ton of different people and got a ton of different advice you know like thyroid is, is, is a tough one because like there not a lot of people have had thyroid problems, period, especially like elite athletes, like people that play like bat like especially like I I don't I think I don't think I've ever encountered another basketball player that's had a thyroid problem. Like and so you know, like so it's just like it's just different. So there's just a lot of unknowns in that area. So I'm kind of like a guinea pig, I guess you could say, but like um it was just like a lot of different stuff. You know, it start it comes down to more than I thought it would eating. Like I've I've never been somebody that likes to eat really as you can tell like I'm a pretty skinny dude like I I haven't really liked to eat so it was just like kind of like making myself like do that and I've gotten a lot better with that and then also just working with Maxwell obviously a lot working with Brad and uh, Dr. Markison and just kind of trying to build my body back up to a place where I'm I'm stronger and I'll be able to handle more and getting myself like in better shape to be able to handle. Big Ten basketball, which I think that I've been pretty successful at, like this year, is getting my body to a place where I'm more comfortable with it. Do you do you take medication for the thyroid, and is that kind of part of this equation? Absolutely. Like my my TSH levels are kind of like they they kind of get it's weird. It's like it's kind of a balancing act because the where like so the doc like you you break it down this way like the doctors right they don't want the cancer to come back obviously so like the so the way that happens is you got to keep my levels like at a certain area but sometimes that certain area where they want my levels to be so that cancer doesn't come back doesn't always make me feel good and, and is a strong contributor and the kind of the fatigue and things like that so it's kind of like a balancing act where they're trying to keep it at a level where the doctor's still comfortable that like it won't because like my body won't produce bad cells mm-hmm. to where like the doctors are comfortable with that number and then i feel comfortable as well and that's been kind of just an ongoing thing like ever since I've started taking the medicine, that's probably something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. I don't think we'll ever be able to get it exactly right. So that's, so yeah, the medicine definitely plays like a really big role on my level and stuff like that. I've gotten, I've gotten blood drawn like a hundred million times. So they're always checking my levels every couple of weeks to see how I feel every time my medicine changes and stuff like that. Um, has it gotten to the point where you feel like you're having a lot more good days than bad days have you kind of seen that shift from where you were mm-hmm. before and, and do you do you still have bad days and do you, and how do you handle that i mean yeah like this is something like that's never going to fully go away mm-hmm. it's something that i'll probably have to deal with for the rest of my life 
So, you know, like I, there's always going to be some bad days in there. But I think, like I said earlier, like I've gotten my body, like I, I like quarantine, like has really given me a chance to kind of like just sit down and really focus on trying to get my body right and where I want it to be. And I think like the, from the progress I've made, like building that up and getting stronger, getting like, getting in better shape and things like that have really, are really going to help me in the long run and contribute to me having more good days than bad. Patrick, take us through a day. What's, what's the day like now? And especially when you were in quarantine, like just kind of mm -hmm. what, you, you know, your diet, do you eat, you know, four or five meals a day? What kind of weight training yeah. are you doing? Which, how much basketball mm -hmm. do you in, integrate into that? What's, what's a day mm -hmm. like? So basically uh, I wake up, but my, my dad usually brings me food into my, like I'll still be sleeping around like nine, nine thirty. He'll bring me some food down and I'll eat like a quick little breakfast. Uh, when usually uh, when, when we were doing school stuff still, that's when I would, I would after that I would do my schoolwork mm -hmm. from like nine to 12. Now I'd either, I either fall back to sleep or go out, hang out, watch TV, kind of have, that's like some downtime, I guess you could say right when I wake up and then around like one, I'll eat again. And so then I'll, so I'll eat again and then see, like, I, I don't drive. I don't like driving. I never have, like I didn't drive in high school. So usually from about one to four, I'll go with my dad. That's what, that's another thing quarantine did. Like I'll, I'll practice driving with my dad and I've gotten better <laughs> at driving. And so I'll do that. And then I come back and I'll usually eat again at like four. And then that's when, and then so usually I'll do like my workouts, like in that time, like between like after four, like I'll usually get like a, weightlifting workout in or a basketball workout in um I usually I try to do both of those a day and then mix in some running as well like uh strength training we like Maxwell brought some stuff over in our basement so I've been doing like we have like a bench in there we got like a little k-box thing we got like the battle we got a lot of different stuff in there that I'm able to use and he wrote up a good plan for me so I, I usually lift I lift probably I would say five out of the seven days maybe maybe six five six days usually one day where I won't lift and that, and then um, I do basketball pretty much every day. That's kind of always how, like, I just like, just like playing basketball. But sometimes, uh, like, I'll get caught up throughout the day, whether it's like talking to friends, doing stuff, whatever. And usually, sometimes, kind of makes my parents mad. But I'll be out shooting at like, I don't know, like twelve, one in the morning. Like, that's just kind of how I've been operating. I've always kind of liked being up late at night. That's me and Joe T. We're always like that's kind of how we were operating. Like we go, we go to the gym, we'd be at Carver at like 11, 1230. Like that's just, that's just like the time where we thought we could really get stuff done. And that's kind of the same thing I've been doing in quarantine too. So if I'm not happy with the work that I put in that day, then I'll go back out and just kind of, it's kind of when I, I don't know, I'll just lock in and focus on that. It's kind of to put the, the 200 pounds and a little over 200 pounds in perspective. What were you playing at last year, and what did you play at at high school? Well, how big of a deal is this to get up over 200 pounds? See, in high school, whenever you guys ask me about my later, I promise you I'd always lie. I would always lie. <laughs> I don't think I was ever – I don't think I ever played a game in high school above 180 pounds. I, I don't think I ever played a game in high school above 180. And if I did, it wasn't much over. Um, so it, once I got to college, that obviously changed, and they put more of emphasis on my weight. Because in high school, like, I mean, yeah, I was skinny, but it never really, like, I was still pretty successful. So I never really put, like, I was more worried about the basketball part of it in high school rather than working on my body. I didn't know how serious I had to take it, like, take working on my body until I got to college. So, you know, like, I have, like, 
BT was texting me every day in the summer. My dad was talking to me every day in the summer about like my, getting my weight up and like just kind of what I'd wear that day, what I'd eat in that day and everything like that. And so like once I get there, like, and like the thing is like in high school, I never really checked my weight really. Like I would only wear myself if I was at Carver. Mm-hmm. So I lived at Carver some days, but that was the only time I'd really check my weight. So I don't, I never even knew probably. I just know I was never probably above 180 in high school. But, um, but once I got here, like I'm checking my weight every day. I'm taking uh, better, uh, just thinking more about what I eat and just being more conscious about like, okay, like you have to eat even if you don't want to, just things like that. And so like just that, that changed. And then obviously the strength training got more intense and different than it was in high school. So I would say that's, so I probably got up to around like during the year, I've, I hit 190, which was big. And then um, after that, the goal was just to get to 200 and I'm, I'm, I'm like 200, 205, anywhere around there right now. So that was, that was kind of the quarantine piece. I probably put on another 10, 15 pounds in there, but I was up around 190 probably by when I left school and I was probably around like 175 when I went in. What's the diet consist of? What do you eat? Whatever I want. <laughs> like, like just kind of like, like with me, like with somebody so scared, like, it's just like, it's just calories really is what it comes down to with me. And like, like I'm pretty, like I, I'm trying to, do better like about like what I eat because it really does affect how you feel but like for me like the big thing is just like literally just calories like just just eat anything because like I'm not like a picky eater I guess like I'll eat pretty much whatever you put in front of me but like I, I just don't really like eating period like the process of it and everything like that so it's just like kind of like I just have to get more comfortable with that because I'll eat whatever like I'm not picky but yeah it's just literally calories when you're playing now and you're playing against people, how can you, how does the weight help? How does the additional weight help you? How can you see that it's helped you on the court? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, I haven't really been able to play against anybody ever since I've been like this heavy. But um, when I I got heavier during the school year, it, it helped with just like, I think in terms of like explosiveness, like I think I got more powerful. Mm-hmm. things like that and I'm not getting knocked off my spots as easy as I probably would have like driving to the basket and having like like somebody bump me in and knocks me off my spot and like kind of pulls me out of my drive and I have to kick it out pass or whatever I think that's something I really improved on this year being able to get all the way to the rim and you know not like not going away from contact kind of trying to embrace it and I that so I'm, I'm excited to play when I when I'm heavier like this because I have I've never been this heavy obviously so it'll probably take some time to get used to because I've always been skinny yeah. And I've always kind of tried to find a way to make it work. But uh, so now that I'm heavier, it'll be it'll be interesting. To see. I'm not a big body by any means, but, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting transition. So I don't really know how the new weight will help me yet, but I'm going to find out soon. From, from a skill set standpoint, what have you been working on? What do you work? What have you worked on since last season and through this quarantine to try to get improve your game? Um, I think a lot of like ball handling, shooting, like. A lot of stuff, like, just being able, like, like I was telling you how I was getting knocked off my spots, like, being able to get to my spots and being comfortable enough to shoot those shots from those spots and make them regardless of, like, who's in front of me because I'm pretty tall. 
and I'm pretty long, so I'm able to kind of get my shot off like easier than most people probably would. So, you know, it's about like me being able to get to those spots. So I think that's probably like what I worked on the most during the year, like throughout this time, like just kind of being able to get to the spots that I want to get to and being comfortable enough to make those shots. But, you know, and then also just like, just kind of trying to hone in my skills a little bit. It's different circumstances, obviously, but I'm still trying to get like, get my work in and everything like that. So, you know, just shooting ball and like finishing around the basket because it's obviously a lot different. Like we'll play against a seven footer every night. So you're going to be a big body in the lane. So you got to be able to come up with new creative ways to finish it. So I think that's something also that I've tried to do a lot. You guys uh, obviously, unfortunately, lost the end of your season last season and, and kind of have had to adjust during this quarantine of being separated uh, from a physical standpoint, not together. Obviously, you're with Connor and your dad, but how have you guys been able to stay together as a team and make sure that the chemistry continues to grow? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, I, like, uh, we have Zoom meetings pretty much every week where we talk about, like, updates on the whole situation everything like that we're texting to we're, like we text each other keep like hold each other accountable because like obviously we have high like ramifications this year for what like we're supposed to do this season mm-hmm. but like at the same time like nobody's ever like 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 a preseason ranking like doesn't really mean that but it's about what you do with it and like like people are saying we're supposed to be whatever whatever you know like top five ranking stuff like that but it's about what you do like like what are we? What are the steps we're gonna take to move in that direction? But um, yeah, and I think a lot of the guys are still communicating, even if it's not within the group. Like the, the individually, like I talk to Joe Chasan every day. Like obviously talk to my brother every day. Like talk to a lot of different guys on multiple days out of the week. So you know, it's just kind of just trying to stay together and hold each other accountable and make sure to try to use this to our advantage rather than our detriment. So I think it'll be it'll be good, and I think we'll come out as better players this quarantine. Can you put a value on what your family's meant to you during this, you know, having to go through all this through, through, I mean, it seems like it, you go through it, you know, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't imagine how much that support must mean to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it means everything. Like my mom has been with me literally every step of the way. Like I've done everything with my mom, like literally every single doctor's appointment, every single, like anything you could ever pass, every ultrasound, every surgery, every biopsy, like every possible thing that I've went through, my mom was with me the entire time. So like, obviously you can't even begin to quantify like how much that would be able to mean to me and like, like how much love and support that she's given me along with my dad and everything like that. My dad, my dad annoys me sometimes because he tries to get me to eat all the time, but I, but I know that that's out of like, that's out of love. And he knows that he, like, he has a lot of uh, expectations for me and he can, he sees something in me. And so he's really trying to push me in that direction. But like, and then my, my brother, obviously both my brothers, especially my big brother, obviously mean a lot to me because, you know, it's just having somebody to talk to about everything, like about stuff that you probably wouldn't always go to your parents about, you know, everything like that. So, you know, having him there. And then my little sister has also been really supportive and we've got, we've, we've bond. I've, I've a pretty strong bond with my little sisters. So, you know, everybody, has played a different role in in this and it's been like obviously extremely important to me like to have them there and always be able to rely on their consistent love and so that's something that I've really enjoyed. I would imagine the quarantine probably I know like for my family we're always going in different directions and and Mm -hmm. having trying to find a time to sit down and eat dinner together was rare. I mean Mm -hmm. if you take anything good out of the quarantine it's been that we've been able to get family time again. Have you guys noticed that and has it been something that you've uh valued yeah absolutely maybe maybe too much time sometimes <laughs> no, it's just because we're competitive so no but um 
no, it definitely is good because we're it's it's hard for us because we have a lot of people doing a lot of different things. We have Jack with his basketball stuff, far with her different interests, sports and everything like that. My mom does a million different things. Uh, my dad obviously is very busy. Me and Connor obviously have our own schedules. So you know, it's it's been really good because like we've never been able to like really spend this well nobody really has but like for this period of time be able to spend this much time together and be with each other like all hours of the day so that's something that's that's new and something that we're not used to but something that's been really great and it's been really it's been really fun and I've, I've enjoyed quarantine it's definitely easier with my family Patrick you talked about you know this team and how many pieces you have and you know how how, how the, the ceiling on this team is is enormous how do you see yourself fitting in? Do you do you know what your role is, or is that to be determined? Um, I would say that's probably to be determined. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of different stuff. I think I have a pretty like a better idea of my role coming into this year than I did coming into last year. I think I've definitely developed more of a familiarity with the system and everything like that. Um. And, you know, kind of sitting on the bench kind of gave me a new perspective rather than sit, like watching it as a fan in the stands, but actually being on the team, being a part of it, gave me a new perspective. So I think I have a pretty good sense. I'm not like, I think I'll be able to come in and somebody that's pretty versatile defender can guard a couple different spots, uh, be an active defender in the zone, active rebounder. Because we, we kind of, we played that small lineup a lot last year. Mm-hmm. So kind of somebody that you can, plug in and just kind of like plug in kind of wherever and be pretty versatile at all like all different spots guard a lot of different people and somebody who can kind of do a lot of different things on offense as well like be able to make shots be able to tack the rim somebody that's like my the best part of my game is in transition probably like just send somebody that's able to kind of get out go run and play with my teammates in transition so you know I'm, I'm really excited and I'm just I just can't wait to compete again really I know it was probably tough not knowing when you guys were going to get to get back together, but now you know. So, I mean, is there an excitement level there? Is everybody kind of juiced up? I mean, now yeah. you're going to get a chance to to show what you guys can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we're all really excited. Like, we're all, we're all working on our own, but I think we all were really wanted to get back together and, and kind of, like, be able to play open gyms and do all that we don't know exactly the particulars of what's going to be like when we get back together and how many people will be allowed to do what where but it'll be good to just kind of be able to get back in the arena and you know lift be able to work out talk to the coaches and just kind of get back together as a group and do all that kind of stuff you know see each other and everything like that so it's 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 really good I'm glad we're able to go back because not a lot of schools can how uh, how did the academic how did your first academic year go for you? Because that's obviously basketball is a big transition from high school yeah. to college, but it is scholastically as well. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, uh, first semester it was I did fine, but it wasn't like I wasn't great. I, I could have done a lot better. And the second semester I did do a lot better. I, I think I had like a three two second semester, which was a lot better than which was better than my first semester. So. You know, I, it definitely was it was a transition for sure, and it took took some time for me to be able to figure it out. But I I, got, I definitely got more as with basketball, I got more comfortable with everything. You know, got more comfortable with like just the kind of because I I mean I lived in Iowa City for ten years, but I still like I, I didn't know where the library was, like the Iowa library was, and everything like that. So you know, it was just a new transition for me as well. You know, just kind of being able to know where everything was and everything like that. So. No, it's definitely uh, – I got a lot better academically as the year went on as well as basketball. I kept you a long time. I'll ask you one more. I'll let you go. Um, 
my, my our middle daughter's in seventh grade and she went over to the um she went to watch southeast play against uh north central and she's like oh, yes is that the McCaffrey kid is he really only in seventh, seventh grade <laughs> talking about Jack yeah I'm like yes he's only in seventh grade um I get people asking me all the time how good this kid's going to be and, and you mm -hmm. know, what, the, what the future is for him. Why don't you as his brother, you, you've seen, you know, you and Connor, and is he going to be the West best one of the bunch? There's a chance. There's definitely a chance. Um, he's he's, he's kind of like, like I'm kind of taller and skinnier and Connor's kind of shorter and bigger. Jack's kind of both. Like he's, got, he's a nice mixture of me and Connor, I would guess you could say. And, you know, he's, he's incredibly skilled. I think that's the first thing you see when you watch him, like, like the way he's able to shoot the ball, like the way he's able to pass the ball. The game obviously comes, like, really easy to him. And I think with somebody that age, like, obviously, yeah, he's huge. But, like, with somebody that age, I think that's the most important thing is just, like, how easy the game comes to him and everything like that. And, like, he's 6'5 now. He's probably pretty close to 6'5. Like, he's close to my dad. And so, like, he – like he's still but like at the same time like he's a big seventh grade but he's still a baby in a sense like in basketball term because like he's still like like he's 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 kind of slow and he's not he's not really athletically where he would need to be at obviously but he's got a lot of time to kind of grow into his body a little bit and he grew like he's grown a ridiculous amount in like the past year and a half so like he's still kind of working with his body and trying to figure out ways to be able to be more efficient and more effective with that but I mean he's a big strong kid who's incredibly skilled so I think it'll be really fun to watch him kind of grow up even more. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for Jack's future. Like, he's really good. He's been with me and Connor a lot working out and everything like that during the quarantine. Like, we'll, have, we'll bring him out and we'll have him run with us and we'll have him shoot with us, like play one-on-one, -on -one, like stuff like that. And he's definitely improving, and, and he really wants to, like, he wants to be good. He wants, he wants to play basketball. So I think that's something that's really exciting. I'm really excited to watch him wherever he goes to high school when he decides that. But, yeah, I always tell him if he goes to West, he's not going to break my record. And we kind of have a little, like, a little back and forth going with that. But, I mean, yeah, no, there's, a, there's a good chance that he might end up being the best one. We don't really – we don't – there's a lot – that's a lot left to be unseen. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch him grow. Knowing you and Connor, I'm sure you don't take it easy on him either in the one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not a chance. <laughs> no. Not even close. That's Talk about junk, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right patrick i appreciate you taking your time man i'm so happy to see you healthy and strong again and i'm looking really forward and i know the iowa fans everybody asked me about you almost on a weekly basis how you're doing so i'm, I'm glad things are going well and we, we all look forward to seeing you back on the court i appreciate that thank you i'm, I'm excited